Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke-Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and so today we're going to talk about domestic violence and its impact on pregnancy and adoption. One thing that we need to understand as a society is that domestic violence is not just physical violence alone. It is any behavior where the purpose is to gain power and control over a spouse, a partner, girlfriend, boyfriend, or a family member. Unfortunately, studies show us that abuse is a learned behavior. And it's not caused by anger, mental problems, drugs, alcohol, or other common excuses, according to the Arizona Coalition to End Sexual and Domestic Violence. So the reason that I wanted to talk about this is not only to raise awareness for domestic violence, but really to look at the impact of domestic violence on pregnancy and on adoptions. You know, what does it look like? And the majority of domestic violence in adoptions is at the hands of birth mothers, birth fathers. And so we do have many, many of our birth mothers that are either in domestic violent relationships or they've been previous victims or they've had some experience with it. You know, it is not uncommon, unfortunately, to over the last 16 years have been talking with a birth mother and you know, I've seen marks on her arm or on her face. We always ask them if they're safe, if they need help. So when women come into the program, we want to make sure that they're safe. Um, if they come in for a visit, we want to make sure that they, they feel safe where they're living, that they have a safe place to go. They also sometimes are open into talking about what's going on. If it's, you know, with what's happening, other times they're very closed offish and they'll make up excuses for bruises that don't match a story that they're telling. And, you know, as, as a social worker, we, we try to get them to open up and help them and encourage them, you know, to seek help and give them resources and, and try to help keep them safe. But unfortunately the majority of them aren't ready to leave their, their partner. If that's who's um, the perpetrator of the domestic violence, they, they're in a cycle and it's a vicious cycle and it's, it's really hard. It's hard to watch. Um, I would say some of the most memorable ones that I remember would be a uh, birth mother had a large bite mark on her arm. Mm-hmm. And I, I asked her what had happened. And she said that her boyfriend bit her because she wouldn't give him the last dollar that was in her purse. 
and she didn't want to press charges. She didn't, she said that she was going to, you know, be done with him and then not let him come back. But I mean, we've had uh, other situations where a birth mom will come in with a black eye and, you know, she fell, but the baby's okay, but she fell. And um, it's, it's really hard for these women because like I said, they're caught in this cycle. And unfortunately a lot of birth mothers have lived a life where they have witnessed it maybe with their own parents. Mm-hmm. And so they somehow normalize it. Right. Uh, what's interesting is in the state of Arizona, in the um, Arizona state statutes, it says that if a person is convicted at, of an offense involving domestic violence and the victim was pregnant at the time of the commission to the offense, at the time of sentencing, the court shall take into consideration the fact that the victim was pregnant and may increase his sentence. It also goes on to say that an offense that is included in domestic violence carries classification prescribed in the section of this title in which the offense is classified. If the defendant committed a felony offense listed in subsection A of this section against a pregnant victim and knew that the victim was pregnant, or if the defendant committed a felony offense causing physical injury to a pregnant victim and knew that the victim was pregnant, the maximum sentence otherwise authorized for that violation shall be increased by up to two years. It's a start. (laughs) It's going in the right direction. Yeah, it's slow, but wow, it's better than nothing. Yeah, it's better than nothing. And um, I think that, you know, taking a, a month and really trying to focus on awareness of domestic violence, what the signs are, you know, when you go into a hospital and you're having a baby, uh, oftentimes they'll pull you in another room and they'll make sure that you're safe and that your partner is safe and that you have a safe place to go. And, and they will, you know, they're supposed to pretty much do it with everybody because it crosses all socioeconomic barriers. I mean, people just hide it. I think the reason that I I feel that this is important is because one of the reasons that women will place a baby for adoption is because she wants the baby to get out of the situation that she's in. Mm -hmm. And I have seen women choose a closed adoption for that reason. Even though she wanted to maintain in her child's life, she wasn't sure that she would get out of the relationship she was in. And she wasn't sure that he would stay away. And so to keep her child safe, she did what she felt was best. And it was hard, but I really respected her for it. Right. And closed adoptions aren't common anymore. They used to be, but they aren't. And the ones that are more common were the reasons are for situations such as that, where they're in a relationship and there is domestic violence and they don't want their child to be a part of this anymore. The women that are able to break out of the cycle, from what I have seen, do amazingly well. Mm-hmm. It's really, really hard at first, but every day they get better. So, you know, for any of our listeners that are out there that are pregnant, that are considering adoption, or maybe you just have a friend or family member that is in a domestic violent relationship, reach out to them. Tell them no judgment you know, give them the information so that they can reach out and get help because there is a 1-800 number that you can call. Uh, You can remain as anonymous as you want to, Mm -hmm. but if you remain anonymous and you don't press charges, it's not going to stop. Now, as far as trying to get them out of the cycle, I mean, obviously calling the 800 number and talking to people, what, what are some of the 
techniques or how do they try to help these women to break this cycle? A lot of times what they do is they will provide a domestic violence shelter. And what that is, is it's a shelter with women who, and we're primarily talking about women. Yes, men can be victims mm-hmm. as well, but w- today we're just talking about women. And women can go to the shelter and the address is not disclosed anywhere. Uh, they will have, nobody will have knowledge of the address that she's at. Normally you can take other children with you and they will help you uh, with counseling and services and a safe place to stay. And then they reintroduce you into life. And a lot of women during that time will, you know, petition to get a divorce. They're going through hearings regarding the abuse. And it's really a way that if you're ready to make the move, it's a great way to go because you do have a roof over your head and you have people supporting you that are trained in how to get away from him. It's almost like withdrawing from him, if you will. Because it can be an addiction and that's why they stay. And it's a pattern. And anytime you're breaking a cycle, that's really hard. So if they can can take the opportunity and get to a domestic violence shelter, then they from there will get all the help that they need. And, you know, we have had women come to us from domestic violence shelters wanting to do an adoption. And again, I think those women are so brave. Mm-hmm. I think they're so brave. And I think they're making a beautiful choice. And it's so hard when you see the women that just keep going back again and again and again. And you just, you, you hope that they understand that people die from this. People die from this. Absolutely. Uh, Studies have shown us that um, homicide is the number one cause of death for a pregnant woman. That is heartbreaking. That is heartbreaking. The National Coalition Against Domestic Violence and Pregnancy states that 50 to 75 women abused before pregnancy or abused during pregnancy. 77% of homicide victims are killed early during the first trimester. Uh, Pregnant homicide victims are more likely to be killed with a gun than non-pregnant homicide victims. You know, when you're reading through statistics like this, it's just, it makes you like catch your breath because it's so hard to realize that this is happening here in the United States. And it's, it's just really hard. The National Institute of Health estimates that abusers target more than 300,000 pregnant women in the U.S. each year, adding to that number maybe even higher, given that the reluctance of survivors to disclose abuse, especially during the pregnancy. You know, I, when I was raised, you know, you're always taught that a man should never put his hands on a woman. And, and mm-hmm. likewise, a woman should never put her hands on a man. But I think it takes it to a whole new level when there's a pregnancy involved, because there's an innocent baby right. that's caught literally in the middle. And so I think, like I said, if you had had any concerns about domestic violence or you have witnessed it or you've been a part of it, call and get help. That's what this month is for. This month is to, to raise awareness so people around you can start looking for signs and can start understanding that you're struggling and you need help. Obviously, one of the most famous uh instances of this was the Nicole Brown Simpson and OJ Simpson. Do you think that brought a lot of light to this issue and hopefully brought a lot of women out of these situations? I think it was a good start, Okay, but I don't think it did enough. Oh, no, no. I mean, if it's happening still anywhere, it, you know, it isn't, it hasn't been destroyed. And it didn't do that. It didn't help that he was found not guilty. Absolutely. 
So again, October is National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And that National Domestic Violence Hotline number we mentioned earlier is 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. You can also call 1-800-787-3224. They offer help to anyone involved in a domestic violence situation. They help victims as well as survivors, friends, and family members. They also provide information on sexual assault, battering intervention, and prevention programs. Please make sure to call them if you need help. Those numbers, once again, are 1-800-799-SAFE and 1-800-787-3224. Thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption. If you're listening and you're dealing with an unplanned pregnancy and want more information about adoption, Building Arizona Families is a local Arizona adoption agency and available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112. That's 623-695-4112. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan or just get you more information. You can also find out more information about Building Arizona Families on their website at azpregnancyhelp.com. Thanks also go out to Grapes for allowing us to use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Birth Mother Matters in Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening to us. We'd really appreciate it. We also now have a website at birthmothermatterspodcast.com. Tune in next time on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Raines.